pushing buttons where we talk about video games and everything video game adjacent right here on your friendly neighborhood geek freaks podcast station my name is kevin and i'll be single player today kyle's been uh going through some some moving and he'll be back soon I'll, i promise you but told you i keep you guys informed about that and as of right now he is still afk from this podcast but i got you covered this is going to be a pretty quick episode compared to normal since I am by myself, but that does not make it any less important or vital to your day than the other episodes are. Today, I'm going to talk a bit about some upcoming video games to keep your eyes out for and discuss a little bit of the, the future of pushing buttons, uh, some of the upcoming episodes and topics that we're going to be discussing throughout the rest of 2021. But before we get to that, I've got an important topic to discuss. Recently, here on Geek Freaks, there has been some controversy about a controller tier ranking list that my good friend Frank put out on Twitter a few weeks back. And let's just say the discussion's not going to end without me being able to give my input on it. So I'm going to take some time, use this platform and discuss a little bit about not only his opinions, but my own as well. First of all, this guy has the audacity to rank the Nintendo 64 controller, that three-pronged abomination, as an S-tier controller. Come on, man. Where, on what planet? Yeah, it was comfortable enough when you're playing with it, but it's got three prongs. I've got two hands. Why do I need three prongs? I know they didn't really figure out how to get them closer to together like they did with all the future controllers that came after. But taking into account just how old it is does not save it from the reaming that it deserves. It is not an S tier controller by any stretch of, in my opinion, anyone's imagination. But I guess maybe I'm getting a little too heated about that, pushing Frank's buttons and he's not even here to defend himself. But yeah. Bad, bad, bad controller, bad controller, bad opinion, bad controller. Also up in that S rank, he's got the Dreamcast controller. I know a lot of there are a lot of staunch defenders of this controller, but man, was that thing uncomfortable compared to a lot of later controllers, even earlier controllers. The Sega Saturn, Sega Genesis controller, I consider to be a lot more comfortable controllers than the Dreamcast one. I hardly ever played a Dreamcast. I didn't have one as a kid, but anytime I'd go to like a, a, a game store, GameStop, EB Games, whatever, uh, they always had the kiosk set up and I'd put my hands on the controller and just think, God, this is disgusting. What am I doing touching this thing? It was no, it was not good. The little screen on the front. I, I no, I didn't care for that. I also want to point out that the NES, the original NES controller, while a good controller for the games that the NES had was not comfortable enough in your hand with its pointed corners to be an A tier controller. I, I would probably put that at a B myself and prop the SNES controller up in its place to an A. That NES controller, good controller, not an A rank in my opinion. Oh, man, I am just hating on Nintendo because I'm also going to be talking about the Wii U controller. He's got that, God, what was it? It's like almost a, a a tablet controller for the Wii U as a C rank. And I think that's that's a little too high. I know he's got a bunch of 
almost all the other Nintendo controllers ranked a lot lower or ranked down in the D rank. I think this one belongs with the Wii, the Wii Motes, the Nunchucks, and probably, in my opinion, I know this is another controversial one. I do agree with Frank. The GameCube controller is garbage. I, I hated that thing. Uh, the Xbox, the original, original big ass Xbox controller also should be like an F rank. Um, I just noticed F rank. You take out the space and it spells Frank, but uh, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, that, that was a bad controller. They quickly adjusted to the Xbox controller S, I think they called it S for small, I would imagine much better than the original Xbox controller. Anyway, my opinions, I'm. Because I haven't given you enough of my opinions already. I'm going to go through a Geek Freaks Classic top five controllers list for my opinion on the top five controllers. Starting at number five, the Xbox 360 controller. Probably at the time, the most comfortable controller that had ever come out. It's also a very nostalgic controller for me. Not that I was super young when it came out, but... I probably used the Xbox 360 controller for a lot longer amount of time than almost any other controller. That was, man, the Xbox 360 was big when I was, I graduated from high schools in my early 20s, always had people over playing party games. Uh, the 360 was the controller that kept me away from PC gaming for a while. When I couldn't afford a good PC, I had a 360. Uh, damn good controller. I probably went through a lot of them. Uh, the durability wasn't uh, it left a lot to be desired. But still, it was a pretty solid controller, very functional, very comfortable for its time. Uh, the only gripe I have about it is the if you didn't have the reusable battery packs or I guess either way with the reusable battery packs, the more you use them and recharge them, the quicker they would die and you'd have to buy a new recharge kit. Uh, without that, you'd have to keep buying AA batteries over and over and over. They, they died too quickly. That's probably my only gripe. Number four, the Switch Pro Controller. The most comfortable Nintendo controller ever constructed. And by the way, I should mention, these are all first party that I'm talking about. I'm not talking about any third party controllers because there are some damn good third party controllers out there. Um, but I'm simply talking about first party. And as far as Nintendo go goes, I loved the SNES controller. The Switch Pro controller is more comfortable than any Nintendo controller ever before. It's the only way I can actually play the Switch. I can't use the separate hand, the, the Joy-Cons. I hated the Wiimote nunchuck that they used on the Wii. I don't like motion controls to begin with. Um, I know there is a there's some gyroscopic shit that goes on in the, the Switch Pro controller, but I don't like the motion control gimmick to begin with. So that was already a big negative for the, the two piece controllers uh, of the Joy-Cons and the, the, the Wiimote. Uh, the Switch Pro controller, very good analog sticks, very good D-pad. The, the, the shoulder buttons were not super great and the triggers were OK, but it was a very comfortable controller, very responsive one. And I, it didn't lead to the, the same drift problems that the Joy-Cons had. You could use them for a lot longer without having to replace them. Number three, this is where it's at. The Super Nintendo controller, SNES controller. Uh, at the time, at that time, it was the most comfortable controller. It was probably more comfortable depending on your hand size. I was a kid when the SNES was big. Um, as a kid, 
With smaller hands, the SNES controller was more comfortable than the Sega Genesis controller. Uh, the, I had with my Sega Genesis, I had a bunch of the controllers that had the six buttons. It looked more like the Sega Saturn controller. And that was a little bit better, a little more ergonomic than the Genesis one. But the SNES one that came with the SNES out of the box was just to boot a better controller. They didn't need to iterate on that, in my opinion, to get a better controller for that system. It's classic, comfortable, functional. Number three. All right, we're going to go with number two, and that would be the Xbox One controller. Better than the 360 controller in every way. I just love that shape of the Xbox controller. It fits in your hand, doesn't slide out. The, uh, the joysticks on the Xbox One controller have a little indented thumb hole in them so your thumbs don't slip off like they would on the, the 360 controller. I forgot to bring that up as a down for the, the 360 controller. The D-pad's a little clicky on the, uh, the Xbox One controller. I use one for my PC whenever I'm using... Uh, whenever I'm trying to use the Xbox app when it works for Game Pass games on PC. Uh, I use the Xbox One controller on my PC. My personal favorite controller, number one. It has an asterisk next to it, and I'll explain why. Number one is the DualShock 4 controller for the PlayStation 4. I say there's an asterisk next to it because I imagine that the DualSense controller with the PS5 I would enjoy more. However, I have never played a PlayStation 5, so I have not ever put my hands on a DualSense controller, so I'm going to go with the DualShock 4. It is my primary controller on the PC. Uh, the PlayStation 4 is the primary console out in my living room, so it's, it's the one that I definitely get the most game time with now. Super, super comfortable controller. It's also got the, uh, the indents on the thumbstick so your thumbs don't slide off of them that I was talking about with the Xbox One controller. Uh, it doesn't have a clicky D-pad. It doesn't have that the, the clicky, sticky shoulder buttons. The, uh, the triggers are very solid, like they, they're pressure-sensitive triggers. The Xbox One controller probably has that as well. But the, uh, the DualShock 4 is just... I got so much more used to it. I didn't play a lot of PlayStation games until the PlayStation 4, and I got super used to the PS4 controller. And using that as my primary controller... On the PC now, I'm just so used to it. I can't play Spelunky without it. Isaac is great with it. Hades is so much more responsive, in my opinion, with the DualShock 4 than with any other controller or using mouse and keyboard. If I'm not playing a first-person shooter, I'm using my DualShock 4. The only gripe that I have about this controller is the touchpad. I don't see a point to it. To me, it's kind of like the, the Nintendo motion control gimmick. I'm not a big fan of controller gimmicks, but that's just me. That doesn't take it away from my number one spot. All right. Well, if, the, if Frank's tier rankings didn't cause controversy, uh, mine probably would have. Um, I do want to know what your guys' opinions are, though, so let me know. Uh, all of our social links are down in the description below. All right, moving on, let's talk about a few upcoming games that are coming out throughout the month of October. I've, I've got three listed here that, I, that I'm going to keep my eyes, out, my eyes out for and recommend that you do the same. Coming out October 8th for the Nintendo Switch is Metroid Dread. It is kind of a return to form from the last 
2D Metroid game that came out, uh, 2017's Metroid Samus Returns. It's got a lot of features from that, but it also is building in a stealth element from what I am hearing and seeing about it. Uh, maybe take some inspiration from Alien Isolation if you ever played that game. Uh, I have not because I'm not a big fan of just straight up horror games, but putting it in a, a Metroid game might make me want to play this and in turn play Alien Isolation. It, it looks like a fun game. I haven't played a full on 2D Metroid game since probably Fusion, I think for the GBA. That was probably the last 2D one that I played. So it's about time that I get back into it uh, coming out in the very quickly a couple of days from when I'm recording this. The second game to keep an eye out for would be Back for Blood. Man, that's coming out October 21st on the PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X, and the PC. Whew, does this game look fun? If you have the right group of friends to play this game with, then you're set. If you ever played Left 4 Dead, you know exactly what to expect from this one. It's made by the people that were behind that. They're just not working for Valve anymore. They went out and made their own studio and are developing this game. And it's it's going to be a love letter to Left 4 Dead. Everything is the same as Left 4 Dead, just different skins, different names. So they don't get any legal issues with that. Uh, this game looks very fun. And I imagine us here at Geek Freaks will be playing it a lot in four player co-op. I really hope so. And I imagine we may even be streaming this together. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed on that one and hope to see you there if we do. The last game I want to talk about is Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy coming out for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X and PC on October 26th. I'm on the fence about how excited to be about this one. It's being developed by Eidos Montreal, published by Square Enix, which st I still have a bad taste in my mouth from watching Frank trying to get through the recent Marvel's Avengers game. That game didn't appeal to me at all. It was trying to be too many things at once. I think it was going for the live service Destiny style fan base, and it didn't catch on because every system in that game seems so half-assed. I think they've put a lot more love and attention into this Guardians of the Galaxy game. Based on what I've seen, it looks like it's just going to be a straight up third person action adventure game. You play as Star-Lord. The rest of the Guardians are going to be NPC uh, party members, AI controlled party members that are going to be active in combat as well. I am not sure exactly how the game's going to play, but it looks like it's going to be based on a lot of exp exploration and maybe dialogue. I'm getting some Final Fantasy vibes from the trailers that have been released. I don't know much about it. I'm going to keep my eye out for it. I can't wait to at least see some reviews on it before I decide whether or not I'm going to play it. But I'm super interested. And that's enough for me to be talking to you about it right now. All right. And before we leave, I want to inform you guys of a couple of uh, things we're going to be talking about on pushing buttons throughout the rest of the year. On the next episode of Pushing Buttons, it's going to be a roundtable discussion with me, Kyle, and probably Frank. I'm hoping. I'm sure he's probably nodding along to this right now as he's listening. And maybe some other people, if they want to, to join in, uh, about New World. That game came out. It's taken Geek Freaks by storm. Our Discord 
that's pretty much all the discussion right now is just on on new world everybody's playing new world i've been playing it i got about 30 hours into it i know kyle and frank have both been playing it uh, it's it's a, it's going to be worth an entire episode cuz like, we've all got varying levels of love for this game and it's going to be fun to discuss why we have the opinions we do have and that's the whole point of this show and that's why you listen that's why we love you also we have not done a game of the year for pushing buttons since 2018 because we took a two year break before jumping on board with geek freaks uh our 2018 game of the year was god of war we are going to go back to 2019 and to 2020 and i'm saying this hopefully with 2020 being able to find enough games to put in the list we are going to do a game of the year awards episode for each of those two years and the plan right now is to have it me and Kyle and Robert, the other third OG pushing buttons host. I don't know the logistics behind getting all that to work. Uh, it may lead to some cleaning up at my house to try to get a three person live booth going. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, you'll know as soon as we do, but I'm very excited. To not only be talking to Kyle once again, because it's been a couple of months now, it feels like since he's since we've been doing this together. But for Robert, I haven't talked to him about video games pretty much since pushing buttons ended originally back in twenty eight back in twenty nineteen. So that's going to be very exciting. And of course, we're going to be doing all of Geek Freaks is going to be doing a twenty twenty one Game of the Year awards. Uh, I'm not sure for pushing buttons exactly what that's going to look like but that is definitely going to happen so look forward to a lot more of our opinions on 2019 2020 and of course 2021 games of the year all right hope you enjoyed this uh this new experience for me i've never done a single player episode before i don't think i've ever talked to myself for this long hope you enjoyed it i know i did let me know your controller opinions i'm i'm this I could see as a recurring topic, but I guess that's another topic for another time. You can check out all of our social links down below in the description. I want to push the fact that we still stream on Twitch at twitch.tv slash podcast. It's not it's not every day. It's the couple of days a week and it's usually in the mornings. But if you don't have anything to do weekday mornings or you're at work, and you're wanting something to listen to, something to stare at, somebody to make fun of trying to play Hades, come join us over on Twitch. We'd love to have you there. All right, until next time, thanks for listening. Love you.